Hey everybody, this is Tom Arnold. Check out my podcast, Tom Arnold, 100% Honest, pretty much. Every Wednesday at Podcast One. Take a comedic look at my current state of affairs, like my work in Hollywood, life as a husband, being a very, very old father of two young children, followed by hilarious interviews with some of the funniest people on the planet. Download my new show through PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, or subscribe at iTunes. I'm so ready. Stand back, stand back. today oh well i'm very depressed about stevie nicks which i'll talk about but i want to ask you this do you ever get so like do you keep an uh, a list if you will of like of things to do like a to-do list a to-do list sarah mm-hmm. i don't even put shit in a calendar <laughs> oh already did it look at this see i can't even pay statement intended to specify or deal with the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship wait what this is your disclaimer the hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years oh see it's so hard for me today i have my long list going of all the things that we need to do mm-hmm. and it's so hard for me to concentrate on the show because I, I just want to organize this list see that's why i tell you i go sarah put it in the calendar just put it in the calendar because everyone like every day i wake up and i look at this calendar right and i'll put stuff that i think is really important okay not the basic everyday like whatever Brush like your i feel teeth, my day like that you not can that do on your whatever own. i can do all that stuff like basic everyday work you know like i never put in the podcast like i know i'm always going to be here sure. right but the important stuff i put in there i just look at the calendar i go okay there you go. Boom. I need so to put do in the that. calendar. You just got to put it in the calendar for me, man. I think I'm just feeling a little manic today after I went to see my idol, one of my idols last night, and it was like the biggest disappointment of my life. Really? Oh, yeah. That's the worst, isn't it? You know? Oh! When you go, you see your idol, and they're just complete shit. Oh, my God. Stevie Nicks was last night here in DC. Speaking of complete shit, what song is this, Sarah? Stand back. Oh, she did sing this. Listen to I don't know any episode. Okay, you don't have to listen to all the episodes. You could listen to literally random five episodes of the Hayfridge podcast, right? And in any of those five episodes, you will hear you speak about your love for Stevie Nicks. Like oh my it is God. your recurring theme that comes back every time. So this Ugh. is like you know this was your. This was almost like your trip to the top of Mount Everest. Oh, my God. You know, this was supposed to be your, you know, spiritual ascension, Sarah. What happened? So many people are going to be able to relate to this. But have you ever gone to somebody that you absolutely adored, a musician, a band that you absolutely loved, and then they get on stage and they open with, like, a classic? She Mm -hmm. opens with Stand Back. And, by the way, Stevie Nicks' voice, unbelievable. She still has a lot of the original capes from years ago, like with Fleetwood Mac. She's, like, kept all the – a lot of original. 
original thing. She's bringing antiques out on stage. It was so, her voice was incredible. But if you've been what? Are you telling me like real Stevie Nicks fans are like, oh my God, she has the case. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. She brought out a cape from a very famous song, and um, now I can't figure it out. Did she bring out to... capes from other famous people? Like, no. did she bring out a cape from, like, Count Chocula? No. Like, no. did that come out at all? Because, Here I mean, I'd be interested in that. Oh my God. Anyway, she wears them. She wore it in, like, the famous Sweetwood Mac album. So she decides, though, she opens the show and she basically goes, well, tonight, you know, I've decided as I'm getting older, there might be fewer chances. You never know what's going to happen in your life for me to sing these songs. So tonight I've decided to sing some of the songs that I never got to sing on tour and that many of you, um, they're probably your favorites, but you may not have heard a lot. So these are songs that you had no idea what they were. Sucked. Oh, my God. It sucked. So it was all like the actual songs that the oh, real fans I mean, did, not the radio fans. No, the real fans didn't even know. Sammy, I'm telling you, Verizon Center was packed. And as the night went on, she went on probably 830, right? As the night goes on, more and more people leave. Nobody is standing up. Everyone is completely seated because nobody knew them. I mean, she talked about some one of their first Fleetwood Mac albums where there was only one hit, supposedly, off of the album. This is back in, like, 75. Mm-hmm. And she sings that one that no one has ever heard of. It was terrible. I told I you. Mean, I- it, it wasn't terrible. Her voice was great. The pretenders were great. It was just, it sucked that um, she just didn't, like... It. She didn't play all the ones you wanted to hear. Okay. Like, but the Fleetwood Mac ones. I well, mean, did you expect her to play Fleetwood Mac songs? Yes. I, I expected her to play all the Stevie Nicks hits. But did she play like Landslide? And, you no. Know, she no. didn't play Landslide? Mm-mm. Nope. Did she play, I don't even know another song of hers. Um, let's see. Um, she played Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Then she went into Dreams, but she did Dreams as a mashup with a um, Dreams, you know. Mm-hmm. Players only love you when uh, they're Again, playing. Sarah, the dogs. Yeah. Just stop singing for the dogs. <laughs> Dogs out there, okay. For them. Um, so Rhiannon, she ended with. Oh, so she did play Rhiannon. Okay, I was yeah. gonna say I know this song. All right, that's still a hit though. A little lies. I love that song. She didn't play that one. If anyone falls, she opened that one with that one. But that was about it. She didn't play a lot of the Gypsy. No, Gypsy's one. Of, I mean, Gypsy is one of. Oh my God, none of those. Just so you know, people so can't Google these songs fast enough, Sarah. No one knows what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Shut up. Lots of people went. Anyway, that was my night. And, of course, you know, we were seated next in front of or in behind the two drunkest women there who were just literally so drunk and just, like, tossing themselves all over the chairs. It was crazy. See, can I tell you, I have this big issue because I had some friends of mine complain to me about this last week. They go, yeah, man, we were there, and these two drunk people in front of us has completely ruined the show. Okay, when I'm at a concert, okay, and if I see someone having more fun than me, I consider that a challenge, you know? Sammy, you So if they were even... drunker than me, I'd be like, well, shit, clearly they're having a way better time than I am. Someone's got to take me. Where's the liquor bar? They got kicked out, then snuck back in. Their okay. husbands were so embarrassed that the husbands, like, kicked them out and then moved up a, a row to try and hide from them because they were so drunk they couldn't find their husband. It was crazy. Embarrassed, Sarah? I sound like, that sounds like someone I'd be in love with. Well, actually, yeah, these two women actually did seem up your wheelhouse. One was a 51-year-old pediatric nurse, and Love she it. was from Richmond, letting uh-huh. her hair out. Shit, shit hammered, <laughs> sitting there, talking about how she's going to stick thermometers in a baby's butts tomorrow. No, she said she was with her 37-year-old boyfriend. Ooh, good for yeah, her. And nice. uh, they were staying at the Trump Hotel. All right. <laughs> 
I can right. tell you the whole story. Wow, you didn't you didn't talk to them a lot, didn't you? <laughs> I told them they, they would not shut up. It was crazy. Uh, anyway, we have so much to get to, by the way, on the Hey Frage podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah Frazier, along with Sammy Kay. We're live this morning at the DC Improv. I have so many stories. You will not believe, Sammy, what men are using lube for now. And I want you to try this and see if it actually works. Okay. okay. All right. It's not what you think they're using lube for. Also, a listener emailed us. What does it say when your therapist won't get back to you? <laughs> is this, this she a listener needs serious or is this help? You? No, this is, this is actually not me, although I did write her back. I gave her my two cents. And then um, I want to also ask you about a mom. She's posting on Facebook telling babysitters that they need to name their price. And I'll explain. And it's kind of gone viral. Mm-hmm. She's calling out 15- and 16-year-old girls. Let's do it. Did you ever babysit before? Yes, I did, actually. Really? Yeah. You were a babysitter for who? Okay, hold on. It's not... I mean, I wasn't really, like, a babysitter, like, as a full-time job. But there was these two boys that were so, like, they got in a lot of trouble, and they were just rambunctious, and they were brothers. And I knew them, like, we were, like, family friends of them. And since I was also rambunctious, but I was older, they go, shit, like, no babysitter will take care of these kids. Sammy, you come over. You're in charge. <laughs> and that was it. Like, and so I babysat them. Like, that was it. Really? Because no one else would babysit them. And I would be like, yeah, whatever. Because I was, a, like, you know, I'd sit there and play games. We'd play football. We'd just mess around, you know, watch movies. I didn't care. To me, it was like a house to myself. I was, what, like 12 years old, 13 years old? They let you old. babysit at 12? Like 12 or oh 13 God, years old. Oh, my God, so yeah. young. Well, because they just need someone to take care of, like, the kid. Like, one was five and one was eight. You know, so they just need someone older to be there. And I was wow. like, sweet, man. You know? That's amazing. Just sit there and How play How much did you get paid? Oh, probably, like... $15 for like eight hours. Oh, okay, okay. Not an hour. This is like for like eight hours of work, and I had no idea. I was like, 15 bucks? No way. If I do this like three more times, I can buy a Sega Genesis game. <laughs> well, I feel like this story might bring on a Sammy rant. Okay. Might. Uh, by the way, we want to remind you, if you want to advertise and partner with us here at the Hey Frage podcast, we want to chat with you, especially for the new year coming in in 2017. Uh, we have a new sales representative. You can email sales at heyfrage.com. Um, so be sure to do that if you want to partner with us, because that will be very, very exciting. Um, also, the other thing, and Austin, our intern, has tested this. Oh, God. Are you ready? Because okay. we now have a phone line where people can leave voice oh, message. Oh, I thought, the, I thought you were going the lube thing. I thought you were going to go right into the lube no, story. Yes, I did. I, and you're I, like, our intern Austin has tested this, and I was like, what? I mean... Austin, you are, you're you you're 18, right? He's 21, oh, Sarah. Oh, thank God. Yes. Oh, thank God. I don't know. They look so young these days. I don't know. That's probably that's probably the most disgusting thing you say. Like, <laughs> like okay, here. I don't mean Let's, that no, here's what we're gonna, no, but here's what I, I'm going to say. I always have to check. I get myself in trouble. I made out with some 17-year-old up at a haunted forest several years ago. You do know statute of limitations still hasn't happened yet, right? So <laughs> I would just keep that. And also, God, you've got to beep that. I'm not beeping it now, Sarah. What am I oh, supposed to do? God, why do you do this to me? Why? I didn't do anything, but I was saying, like, whatever you just said there, like, you know, like, oh, well, I like that. Like, that's something that you can only say. Like, I could never say that. If I said that, I'd be immediately locked up. <laughs> immediately. Well, you know what? I Thank you. Well, I am celebrating the double standards. It's the only victory us ladies have now. We're living under Trump's rule. You know, anarchy, things are going crazy. High school kids are not, they're protesting. They're taking to the streets. They're not going to school anymore. So what? You're going to start So I'm like, going to use this. The only double standard I have now is to make jokes about underage boys and not get arrested. I was going to say, are you going to start a change.org petition to, like, free all the teachers? Yes, absolutely. Why not? You know? 100%. Oh, God. So we have a phone line. Because you know what? I feel like so many people email us all the time. I try to get back to your emails, but it's it's almost impossible now to do it. Mm-hmm. Are you getting a lot, by the way, to Sammy K at HeyFrage.com? 
Yeah. <laughs> you asshole. You haven't even checked your you haven't checked your email. I gave you an email to check and you haven't even checked it. I keep on forgetting. You know what? I'll do it at the Friday after the show. I'll do it. I'll check my email. <sighs> Anyhow, Okay, so here's the phone number, all right? And I know it's an interesting choice of a phone line, and I'll explain why. So if you want to weigh in on any topic, okay, now you can leave us a voice message, which we have the right to play back on the show. So when you call in, make sure you use a fake name if you don't want your real name. Um, you know, don't give your location if you don't want those details, all right? But our new Hey Frage phone line is 207-613-6695. It's a lot of random numbers. <laughs> oh, so two oh what two oh two oh seven six one three six six nine five. And by the way, that is a main area code because I went on Google. I, I did this all by myself because you, you know, said to me, "You figure it out." So I said, "Okay, no problem." I am savvy on. Well, no, because that's exactly now. right. But I'm telling you, so now they can leave things. But you do realize that every time on your computer now. Mm-hmm. Because it it's logged under you, it's gonna ring randomly every time I'm trying to record the show. Oh, really? That's why I said. That's why I said no to that one to begin. Like I know about you. Like well, then like, you just mute. You thought Google Voice was like I got Sammy. I thought of it. No, you log out of my G- You log out of my Gmail, and then it won't. And you log into yours, and then it won't play. The one that's going to play on is this, but guess what? I have outsmarted you again, my friend. I mute this one. Really? Because yeah, so I could play at least 85 clips from the show yourself. where you played audio on that computer on accident. Okay? Check yourself. <laughs> check yourself. So we have a phone line. So I went into Google. I got this voicemail box, right, to, mm-hmm. to set up. And I was searching because you have to put in your own phone number, so I, what number you want it to be. So I tried to customize Hey Frage a million times. It did not work. And the only area codes that were available were Maine and parts of California. So I thought, you know what? I'm from Maine. People will remember that. 207-613-6695. I can't wait for so people. So people are going to remember that. 207-613-6695. <laughs> yeah. Because you're from Maine. Sure. Absolutely. They're like, oh, shit. What was Sarah's number again? Oh, yeah. She's from Maine. That's uh, 207-613-6695. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think people have got it. Anyway. There it is. So leave us a voice message. We'll play it back. I think this is going to be very exciting. I can't wait. A couple of stories that um, I thought we could chat about before we get into some topics. Um, Brendan Dassey, you know, you guys, we were obsessed with making a murderer. Brendan Dassey is growing free after 10 years in jail. Really? Isn't this amazing? A federal judge yesterday overturned the conviction of Dassey in the case, made famous, of course, by the TV show. Um, Yeah, and ordered Monday that Dassey be freed from prison under a supervision pending further court developments. Um, They issued that order, and uh, he'll be moved quickly to be released, so could be released any time. But they're saying, sorry, I actually, he could be released earlier, but he's most likely to be released this coming Monday, they're saying. Really? Amazing. That's super crazy. I can't believe they got him out so, uh, I mean, I thought it was all BS. He's 27 years old, if you can believe it, and went to prison when he was just 17. Stephen Avery is serving a life sentence in Manitowoc County for murder, if you uh, recall that, of Teresa Haubach. Now his new defense attorneys say that they are retesting some upcoming evidence that may, in fact, do the same free Stephen Avery. So there you go. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's, I mean, yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, There are some restrictions opposed on Dassey once he's released. He cannot violate any law. He must appear for court dates. He must register as a sex offender. He must admit probation officers. Dassey has to? Yeah. Register as a sex offender? Dassey's conviction was based on uh, a confusion he gave to investigators working for the prosecution to an investigator working for his attorney. As part of Monday's order, the attorney outlined restrictions to be imposed upon Dassey. 
if he violates any of them, he'll be returned to prison while the prosecution appeals. So it sounds like these are the restrictions, but like if they continue to, his prosecution is continue, or the prosecution is trying to decide, but if he's cleared of all charges, which haven't been done yet, then he'd be cleared of all that. Whoa. He can't have any contact with Avery or Hollbach's family. Isn't that amazing? That now? is super crazy. God, I just hope he can make it. Because I think the hard part is, is like, now you're getting out of jail. You're uber famous. You don't even know it. And how are you going to... You're now a registered sex offender, so you can't really get a job yet. Like, are you going to be able to acclimate somewhat back into the community? Like, how? Who's going to hire the guy? Home Although Depot? maybe... <laughs> well, I would hope the Home Depot would hire him. They should. The guy's innocent. My guy's 17. He just wanted to go to a wrestling I mean, but league. at this point also... I mean, he's going to have to go through tons of therapy, I'm assuming, too, right? I would think 10 years in there. 10 years. Wow. So anyhow, um, but a big development. I mean, that's amazing. I feel like that is what is the power of, like, a TV show and media. Like, that's where media can do good. I just feel like there's no way that kid did that. Do you think so? Yeah, absolutely, Sammy. I don't think that kid is smart enough to uh, wipe away, erase any DNA the way they talked about it, where she was apparently bound on a bed, raped, and then murdered, and Dassey has no, they have no DNA on him. Yeah. I know. Okay, okay, maybe not. All right. right. Um, Also, this is pretty funny, but, uh, you know... I don't know who would want to be a, a weatherman or, I guess, a wannabe weatherman, but a guy now is facing charges after he set a fire intentionally to gain Facebook views as he was trying to be a weatherman. Wait, so <laughs> this is in he, Georgia, he does realize that fires are not weather, right? <laughs> like, there is no, like, you can't, like, have, like, oh, it's going to be cloudy with a chance of fire. He's like, been jailed happen. for arson. He started a wildfire to draw attention to his selfie videos on Facebook, according to town police. Um, and he... I mean, well, now he's famous. <laughs> we are talking about him. He got what he wanted, Sarah. Johnny Mullins is 21 years old, and some people in, in the town say that it's really too bad. He's not a bad kid. He's just misguided. It's James Stevens, the police chief in Jenkins, Kentucky, where he's originally from, and he was arrested this week. Now, he did drive to another state and set it on fire because that's what he thought would, you know, he figured, oh, if people, mm. you know, if it's another state, they probably won't realize who it is. They won't be able to track me down. And then he was going to do a weather report from there? Yeah. As opposed to, like, a live, you know, journalistic shot, he decided to be the weatherman. Being like, I'm here in front of the fire. Mm -hmm. I can tell you, it is hot. (laughs) It is very hot. Um, He's being held on $250,000. Sorry, uh, there was more than $250,000 in damages, which he could be facing um, as far as repaying Georgia. I know. Poor guy. Poor guy? That's what social media does, though. You know, everyone wants to be famous. So they light stuff on fire fire to become a weatherman, Sarah? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It was more, he says, less about the weather, but more about gaining Facebook followers and stuff because he was going to be the first breaking this fire. That makes about as much sense as, like, shaving a cat to get on the Food Network. Well, I think he was just also into breaking news, so he decided to make his own. So Okay, so now he was trying to be CNN. (laughs) He's like, Wolf Schitzer here. (laughs) Just knocked off their name. I'm going to start following the guy. I thought that's pretty creative. Okay. He's got to get out of jail first, Sarah. He's not going to accept your phone request for a minute. Um, you know, thank you guys all. The emails continue, by the way, um, you know, post-Trump election, the good and the bad. I do have to say uh, one person emailed us several times over the weekend, Sammy, and says that they are pretty disappointed that we failed to mention this at all on the podcast. It is huge for women or anyone, really. 
This job, I guarantee, was not easy, and I would think you guys as champions for women would be a supporter and would note that Kellyanne Conaway, who represented Donald Trump, was the first woman to run a GOP presidential campaign. Can't believe you guys didn't mention that. Of course we didn't mention that. <laughs> we talked about all the congresswomen and stuff that got in, all the senators that got in. That's important. That's the person that worked for someone that became president, I mean, okay, awesome. Congratulations. Um, well, I don't think that's really what they were going for here. Oh, I think well, they sorry. Were saying you want me to say, oh, I should say it? Oh, okay, sorry. Congratulations. <laughs> well, you know what? Look, I didn't know that fact about her, and that is pretty historic. So there you go. I mean, yes, sure. You know, we celebrate all diversity until you email us. That's kind of my motto now. Yeah, until you get an email that's meant for me. Are you going to talk about that one? That was the, from the person. Oh, that was from the this Sammy's This person elite. came up, Sammy, Sam, this person emailed me from the web, the e, the Gmail address now, Sammy's and elitist at gmail.com. Good for, look, so everyone, I want you to, how did they spell it? S-A-M-Y? Well, here was the part. Or do they misspell it wrong? No, they, uh, I don't think they had a K in there. I think it was S-A-M-Y, Sammy's. So Sammy's, S-A-M-Y-S. In elitist, A-N-E-L-I-T-I-S-T at gmail.com. But when I responded back to this person saying, hey, thanks for bringing this to our attention and, and we'll discuss, then it was saying something like mail delivery couldn't happen. So I don't know if the person just can't receive uh, anything. Uh, what an, they probably just sent but it anyway. and deleted it. Also wanted your opinions on this. Hey, Sarah, after listening to your podcast, I told my sister the same thing. This was in response to my optimism last week, whether you agreed with that or not. I told her it's one person in one place uh, has a negative view on Muslims. It's not like we will all be abused as, a, as Muslims in public. Unfortunately, that advice did not work. As she was sitting there sobbing because she's a 14-year-old Muslim girl who wears a hijab, and she got grabbed on her way home from the bus stop last week. We live in Northern Virginia. That's supposed to be a diverse understanding area. Mm-hmm. She's heard words like, go back to uh, your country, you terrorist. Uh, where is your Muslim ID? I tried to tell her people will learn to love and that everything will be okay. Unfortunately, none of that worked, and now she's terrified to leave the house. Please tell me what else to say to her since you're a white person that says it's going to be okay. Please tell me what other advice you have since you think it's all going to work out. Sincerely, a big fuck you from somebody that used to be a huge fan. Oh, wow. Okay, that's serious. That's, well. <laughs> well, no, I can understand. Tensions are really tough. I mean... In no way am I ever advocating. I mean, people are facing some really difficult stuff. And I absolutely believe, in light of what this election outcome is, that you have a resurgence of a lot of hate crimes. Absolutely. And I think it's disgusting. Yeah, but I think one thing is to say, like, here, people are like, I'm going to be so appalled by what happens. That's going to be disgusting to me. But it's like, but guys, it's never going to happen to you. It's the, it's like so like you can be disgusted and appalled all you want to, but now like people actually have to go every day like a fourteen year old girl has to go to school every day in fear that she is gonna be you know grabbed, she's gonna be hit, she's gonna be screamed at, she's gonna be assaulted. Yeah. All so like yeah so you can be you could be a you know you could be a a fourteen year old you know white girl and be like I'm a, disgusted by this and I hope that never happens, but it's not you know it's not happened to them. It's well, happening to people of color. It's happening to people, you know, of minority status now. But I think the good part is, is people are speaking up, and there's a lot of support from everybody else who's not prejudiced and not violent of supporting them. And so my response to this person that wrote was, well, what did the school say? I mean, have you all reported this to the school? I mean, I feel like it's wonderful what you're seeing. All these high school students are using their voices. They are protesting for what they believe in, whether you agree with
with it or not. I'm sure the school would take action. I also, my other thought was, I think I offered for them to come in. I mean, we have a great relationship with Adams Mosque, and I'd be curious what they're telling their members. What do you do? Like, what is the best way to handle it? I have a great relationship with Muslims because, you know. You are. I am one. Well, what's your advice? My advice is, look, you have to report it. You have to speak up. But that's the thing is, I'm trying to say, like I said beforehand, and I think as people call me an elitist for this, but I'm saying, unfortunately, you sat by and a lot of people sat by thinking everything was fine, okay? I've been bringing this up for years now saying, like, dude, I've had people say stuff to me all the time. Right? And everyone's like, yeah, but see, but did they, like, come on, you're fine, though. Just brush it off your shoulder, brush it off. I go, but guys, they're saying it. All they need is they just need someone to bring them all together. And look what happened. They all got together. Okay? And granted, a lot of people voted for Donald Trump for other reasons. But unfortunately, the rhetoric and what started off his campaign, what started off a lot of it, was words of hate. Okay, deportation of Muslims, deportation of illegal immigrants, making a wall on Mexico border. You know what I mean? Get Mexicans are all rapists. Like these are all horrible things to say about anybody. Okay, and this is all said. And like we said beforehand, like we we're saying now, the problem is yes, you can sit there and say everything's going to be fine, it's going to be good, but you're not having to deal with this for four years. The fact that people now. A lot of people don't believe that, but there's people now that sat in a hole and they were so embarrassed by their thoughts and their notions because they knew they were wrong, okay? Now they have someone that spoke for those thoughts and notions, and now they think that they're right. Well, that's terrible. And I it's mean, terrible, but it's going to affect that, you know, it affects people like, you know, like I tell you, it affects people like my mom who wears a scarf. You know, me, how luckily, has your mom I'm, experienced anything different? I mean, anything she like... She experiences stuff all the time. She could see all that people come up to her. I remember one time when I was a child. Like, seven years old, right? We were there. My mom was buying all this candy and all this soda and all this, like, cookies and chips and stuff because we were taken to the mosque because we were celebrating our holiday. Like, the big, like, end of Ramadan, like, they eat, right? And we're going through there. And some lady just walked up and goes, oh, my gosh, you guys must be throwing a big party. Mom goes, yeah, it's our holiday and, uh... It's our holiday. They're like, oh, she's like, what holiday is it? She's like, oh, it's the Muslim holiday of the Eid, so we're going to celebrate. We're taking this all for all the kids at the mosque, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like just running around like a kid does, right? The lady looks at her and goes, you do know you and your son are going to hell, right? Well, that, I mean. And like that shit happens, though, all the time. And people think that, like, well, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine to brush it off, but it's now it's an, it was one thing to brush it off when you at least you knew that the people in power weren't for it. No one supported that. You know what I mean? But now you actually have people in power that supported that, that support that kind of mentality. Well, I think, look, my opinion on this, it is frightening. But my opinion on this is we have to stand together. You have to speak up. And that would be my advice is, like I said, come on the show. Let's connect you with someone at Adam's Mosque. What are they saying? Like, you have to keep having your voice heard because so many people are in support of you. And don't feel that well, way. People don't, the other thing is, nobody ever spoke up beforehand. They all said that. When they were behind closed doors, they go, well, of course I'm not racist. I don't say anything like that. But how many, like, protests have people gone? How many, like, movements have people really gone to? How many, like, you know, different fundraisers, actions have they actually gone for to help out these community service organizations, these organizations well, that work on minority, you know, status, stuff like that? Like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. How I have a lot of – I even said it to some of my friends yesterday. I was like, guys, yeah, you're all up in arms. When was the last time you wrote in a letter to a congressman about that? Like, well, I never have. Exactly, because you're white. You never had to. You never, it never affected you personally. But now you see that it's actually affecting the people close to you, people that you loved for so many years that are your best friends now. 
that now you're up in arms? That's good advice. And I was going to say, here's a list of, you know, if you find yourself kind of wondering what are the next steps, what can I do? So here are some of the organizations that fight for civil liberties and civil rights. Of course, Planned Parenthood, they've seen a big uptick in donations, many of them making it in the honor of Mike Pence. Uh, so you can do that. You can donate. The American Civil Liberties Union, which protects voting rights, reproductive rights, and more, you can donate to them. Council on American Islamic Relations, which advocates for the right of American Muslims, the Anti-Defamation League, which combats anti-Semitism, and the Trevor Project, which supports LBT, LGBTQ youth. Um, and those are just a couple. But, um, yeah, you got to make your voice heard and keep working at it. So hopefully we're going to do a little bit of that when we come out with our video of love. Because that's what I feel like. The more you can just combat those images of hate with images of positivity and love, I feel like that might impact somebody. Perfect. Just to take a minute. Um, so how do you feel about... Actually, I've got two really funny stories I want to tell you. But how do you feel about this mom on Facebook who basically is saying... she Her post is, has been shared a couple hundred times and is getting some attention. She says she's got two small kids and she often has people come in. Okay. And, uh, or mostly young girls, 15, 16 years old, come in to want to babysit, right? But when they come in to babysit, she goes, okay, cool, you're going to work you know, Saturday night for five hours. And uh, how much do you charge? And she says, almost nine times out of ten, the 15 or 16-year-old girls go, whatever you think, whatever you want to charge me. Or whatever, you know, whatever you want to pay me. Okay. And she thinks it's absolutely disgusting and that girls need to stand up. And it starts at a young age and you need to know your worth. So I want to know, what do you think? Do you think that this woman is making a huge deal out of nothing? Yes. Because a lot, she got a lot of backlash because here's what people are saying. Basically, these kids aren't making a living. You're still living at home. Mm-hmm. It's just some extra cash. And, like, you're projecting way too much on a 15-year-old. Um, yeah, to sit there and... Cause here, what do you think? I guess here's also the issue, too, is most times, okay, the babysitter you're getting, if they are a 15 or a 16-year-old, they're your babysitter how? What do you mean? They're your babysitter. They come no, but and they, how do they but, but how do they become your babysitter? Because it's usually a friend of the family's kid or someone that you work oh, with. It's their kid. Or, you know what I mean? Or the recommend or, like, the, your neighbors. You know, it's their child that does that. You know what I mean? It's someone that you know based on family almost. You know okay. what I mean? Like, they are family friends at that point, and that's why they're there. The only times I ever babysit was because I was a family friend. You know, all my babysitters, a lot of times, they were just family friends. Or, like, my mom, I went to a daycare. So she was like, oh. Well, you teach at the daycare during the daytime. Do you babysit also at night? I could pay you extra money. You know, stuff like that. People that you already knew, okay? Okay. So when you're a child and you go in there, the parents are teaching the right thing because you don't want to be that asshole parent that's telling your child to go in there and be like, hey, you're helping out the Johnsons tonight, but make sure you go in there and demand $15 an hour. Like, you don't. Like, you're a kid. You're supposed to be taught to be humble. You're supposed to be taught to work and to get the value of that dollar, right? I base it so, on their house. Like, so, if they have a big house, if they had a big that's house. That's fucked up. That's so messed up. No, I would go what? in there. The I was price taught. Varies. My parents, every time. I remember going in and washing dishes for a friend's restaurant, like in a truck stop diner. Okay. okay. Those were dirty ass yeah, dishes. Yeah, well, how much did you do that for? That's the thing. I wasn't allowed to ask for My mom just said at the end of the week, you can just go in there and whatever they give you, they give you. And they were like, well, how much should we pay you? I was like, whatever you guys feel is worth it. That is terrible. You and that's why because no, but that's not speaking up for yourself. First. If anything, the lesson was taught to me because that's the problem. You will learn the lesson of speaking up for yourself and getting your when you have your first job. Okay, that's when you need the money to work. You can learn that lesson then. When you're a child, you need to learn the lesson of just having to work a hard job, having to work something, having to do something that's crappy. Okay, when all your friends aren't having fun, you having to sit back and do something for a little amount of money, just so you realize and you realize, wow, that's all I got. 
So I would have to do this like eight times before I can even afford to go buy the game so I want. So you think this and mom so, is ridiculous? This mom is, yeah. Her, this mom is actually putting her kids at a disadvantage by not letting them learn that lesson of how to work hard for nothing. Because then it really makes them respect the work they have when they're older. I love working. Look, I'm telling you, my parents made me work at the store. I had to clean at the... I remember sitting there and deveining shrimp as a child in my dad's, like, pizzeria. Like, as an eight-year-old, like, peeling shrimp. And he's like, yeah, good. And he's like, you know what? If you do this, you can have a pizza tonight for dinner. Otherwise, you're just going to have, like, whatever we have left over. But he only... And I was, like, working. I'd sit there and I'd peel, like, 20 pounds of shrimp and I would get this pizza. You know what I mean? So I, I was like, dude, that sucked. It would take me four hours to do it. But I would so, do it. You don't think that parents need to teach their kids? This is what this mom says. Teach your daughters to name her price. Stand confidently in it. No, you can, again, yes, when they are 23 years old, 24, when they're doing their first jobs, when they actually need the job, that's when you teach them that, okay? <laughs> when you go in there and they have an internship and they're being worked to the bone, but they're not getting paid for their internship, sure, yeah, all right, that's a good time to teach that lesson. When they're a child, they need to learn how to work for money, how to work for nothing. Base it on a scale. It's by the amount of kids, how big their home is. No, that's bull. Here, that's bull crap. I'm going to start babysitting. Here in the D.C. area, they pay like 25 bucks an hour for these Dude, babysitters. Like, it's I know, insane. I mean, they call them nannies, Sarah, but yeah, they're okay. They're called nannies around here. Huh. but No one ever asked me to babysit growing up, ever. Well, no shit. <laughs> Excuse me. What's that supposed to mean? Probably thought you were going to eat the baby. That I was going to eat the baby. What? I'm sorry. Did I say that? What, what are you talking that is about? a really sick joke that I was a little bit overweight in high school. That is really awful. Okay. Maybe it was a joke since okay, you lived I on a farm have... and you guys didn't have that much food. How about that? It could have been a joke about that. that Why you got to so take bad. it to your weight, Sarah? I probably would have left the kids starving because I would have eaten their portions, but minus that. <laughs> This hot math teacher is taking his shirt off to distract you from all the political stuff that's going on. Would you uh, Would you look at this guy's Instagram? He's giving okay. kind of like a selfie of the day. I'm going to call bullshit <laughs> sexism. This is crap right here, okay? This Why is are you on crap. This? Why are Piatro This man Bosley? should be fired. This Every man should day. be fired. Yep, he should be fired. He's posting a video to make you feel better post-election. He's, he's Look at that. Here's why I'm saying he should so be good. fired, oh. and I think it's to set a precedent, okay, Go Sarah? Ahead. Because... How come this is fine, but that sexy science teacher from Atlanta got fired for looking too good in class? You know, teachers are Wait, female did she teachers. Get fired or there well, was no, just but they're debate. like reprimanded and stuff like that. Like female teachers that look really good always get reprimanded. Okay, but somehow a hot male math teacher can take his shirt off and it's like. Glory be. No one cares that he's educating the future of America with his nipples hanging out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pietro uh, Bosley has 1.5 million Instagram followers. And post-election, he did a video um, of him taking on and off his shirt as many times as he could in a, I believe, two-minute span. To, to try and break a record and also lift spirits. My spirits have been lifted, folks. Your spirits have been lifted or was that your micro-penis? <laughs> You know what? Thank you, Pietro, for helping us post-election. Pietro. Pietro. Pietro Bosley. B-O-S-E-L-L-I, ladies. If you want to secretly Instagram, I won't judge you for being sexist. It's fine. Uh, Men are using lube now as hair gel. What do you think? Apparently. What the fuck? (laughs) Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I was not going to guess that. I literally thought of 30 other scenarios. Really? Yeah, man. I thought maybe they were using it to, like, you know... To, like, put on, like, you know, jeans or something so they could wear skinny jeans. So they were, like, rubbing no. the lube on their legs so that way the jeans would come on easier. No. No? Uh, it all started on Grease on Broadway, Grease Live. 
Um, and they actually started using lube instead of hair gel. Hair gel tends to make men's hair crunchy. Yeah. But lube is nice and water-based, so it will be very, like, it makes your hair look moisturized but not crunchy. So, but it'll make it look really shiny, and you realize that you have lube in your hair, Sarah. You are an adult walking around the streets being like, what's up, baby? Do I look good? You smell that? I yeah, thought that was a great idea. That's KY Jelly. Sarah, you're going to smell like lube. Lube has a smell. <clears throat> no, it doesn't. You can get non-scented lube. But that's not fun. Well, who wants to? No, you're not going to put like well, Who a wants to go lube? down there with non-scented first off? Maybe you don't deal with the same stuff I have to deal with, Sarah, but, you know. Oh, my God. Sammy, I don't know what you're using lube for. I mean, you're not supposed to be smelling it all that much. You know what the chocolate starfish is? Okay, Sammy, I almost called you Dan. <laughs> Sammy, that is so disturbing. Just asking. Um, and let me ask you this. If you were trapped on a roller coaster, okay? Okay. Five hours. Hypothetically speaking, trapped I, on a roller coaster, five and, hours. And you're stuck. You're seven stories up. I don't even know how many feet that is. That's terrifying. Seven, seven stories, stories, right? Okay. You could easily fall to your death. So you're saying about like well, almost like probably like 120 feet? 120 feet, and you, they finally get you down after five hours, and uh, Six Flags offers you $10,000. Do you feel like that's enough for your for the damages, or do you feel like... 10 you know, G's, motherfucker! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! 10000 would really be great no, right I'm now. T- no, here's the thing. Is I think people think that they're worth way more than they actually are. All right? Oh, my God! Okay, and people... and Sammy. I no, and, no, I'm just telling you this. And that's what This is exactly why. And I'm going back to that story about the mother who's telling her kids that they need to go in there and demand money when they babysit. Because they make their kids think that they're worth a lot more than they actually are. Okay? They're really not worth that much. And so I look at it this way. I go, okay... I was at a I was at an amusement park. All right, I was supposed to spend the day spending money and going on rides and enjoying myself. Okay. Instead, I got stuck on a roller coaster for five hours. Now my day is ruined. In all realities, all they have to do is let me come back and enjoy another day. Right? That's really all it is at this point. Because like that's equal at this point. You ruined my day at Six Flags, so now let me come back and enjoy another day gratis for free. Okay. okay? That's all it's really worth. All right. Now, at this point, maybe you can complain and be like, well, I had to take a day off and the money we already spent. Okay, so let's say you need another day off. Let's say you make a couple hundred bucks a day at work. All right? Okay? Maybe $300, $400 at work. Okay. Okay? So they go, fine. Here's $400 plus free tickets to come back. That's literally all that is worth. All right? You cannot say that you because you were stuck there. You're not emotionally distressed. There's nothing wrong with you. You fucking you don't think got you bored. Got, people are saying they got severe sunburn, nerve damage. Oh, my damage. God. I got sunburn. Then guess what? Then you go and you buy, then fine. Add on some fucking aloe vera on there, okay? Aloe vera, that's number seven ninety nine at CVS, okay? Okay. So now you owe them four hundred dollars and seventy, like at seven four hundred and seven dollars and ninety nine cents, plus some tickets back to six. So that's it. The fact that they came, they go, hey guys, you're gonna make ten grand. How much? How much would they have to work to make ten grand? How much would you have to work to make ten grand? A lot. The average person has to work a lot to make ten grand, okay? So ten grand. I go, well, shit, man, that was for five hours of work. That's the best pay I've gotten my entire life. A couple of the victims who have not been identified are going back to court. They want $75,000 in damages. They say they were dehydrated, frightened, nauseated. No, see, this is someone who's sitting there just being, again, being selfish. I would sit there and be like, you're offering me $10,000. All right, how about this, y'all? Can I get some free tickets to Six Flags? But when I come back, can I get some vouchers for snow cones? And they would just be like, 
and you're going to walk on it. Like, and I'll walk the fuck out right now. And they're like, sweet, here you go, son. One of the clients says also, the attorney says, one of my clients testified that he had to urinate up there. So he had to urinate in his pants, which is very oh embarrassing. Oh, my God. Dude, I literally <laughs> almost shat. I actually shat myself this morning almost. What? Right? No one's paying me $10,000 for that crap. because you weren't trapped 70 feet I up in the trapped, air. I was trapped, Sarah. I was trapped on 66, okay? I was trapped on the highway trying to get back in the city. And, you know, I had a lot of, I ate a lot of gumbo last night. But you night. don't think, here's the thing, though. That's a terrifying situation. You don't think it's like not you're... terrifying, Sarah. But you could die. No, you're not going to die. Oh, my God. People get so, I have been in so many weird situations. Like, I would have been so freaked out. I, I would have. have died. I'm like, no, no, no. Okay, if I think I'm going to die, I'm probably going to die. Like, you know, you're fine. All right? So what's going to happen? You think Fire this- department has to come rescue you. You have to climb down 70 feet. Oh, That's I have to terrifying. climb down a stairs. Oh, I would have no. been medicated. I'm afraid of heights. I am too, Sarah, but I can still climb. Like, Jesus, like you're not dead, okay? It's not worth it. I'm telling you. It has damages. If I was Six Flags, I would have offered them some snow cones, some free vouchers, and like 400 bucks and told them to get on their way. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I'm ten torn. Ten grand is amazing. Ten grand is a lot. I, I gotta say, ten grand is a lot. But I do feel like that's a really traumatic incident. It's not that traumatic. Oh my god! What do you? Then fine. Then never go back to Six Flags again. Has there been? You like? Okay. So here, it's so traumatic that now what? They can't go back to amusement parks. How often do you go to an amusement park, anyways? Once a year. Once, once every or two twice years. A year. Maybe you know what I mean. Just not that often. Not though. that often. And so what? So you're gonna have nightmares over roller coasters? Get over it. <laughs> There is much worse shit going on in the world that people are having nightmares about that has nothing, that, that is not a roller coaster. And they're not being paid anything for that. You know what? You need to weigh in on these stories, by the way. We have a new voice message line, okay? You can call the number. It is 207 613 See, I already forgot the number, Sarah. I'm <laughs> glad you repeated it again. Or you can email us, Sarah, S A R A H, at heyfrage.com, or Sammy K. At HeyFrage.com. Uh, one last story before I get into this listener email. So this winter's trend, if you're already gearing up for your holiday party with your company mm-hmm. or with your family, mm-hmm. candy cane eyes, candy cane cat eyes are the new holiday look. Candy cane cat eyes? Yeah. What in do you have any idea what a candy cane cat eye would look like? I have no idea what a candy cane cat eye is. Oh, my God. Austin almost died there. I know. I are you know. okay? I'm glad you're okay, bud. Oh, my God. Um, well, here, here's what they are. They're all over Instagram under hashtag candy cane eyeliner. Candy cane cat eyes? Mm-hmm. And what you basically do is take liquid eyeliner as well as glitter, and then you make them like you draw in a candy cane. So look at this. The lids have candy cane, but right oh, above. I see that. I see. Right above your eyelashes where you would draw in eyeliner, mm-hmm. you draw in like white eyeliner, then you take red over it to make like a candy cane look and outline it with black. I see. I see what they're doing. So they make their eyes look like candy canes. I want to look like that. I mean, yeah, do you? But you would pay someone to do that for you, wouldn't you? Absolutely. I wouldn't have a clue how to do it. I don't know how to do anything, no. Um, Anyhow, if you want to search candy cane eyeliner, it is really a popular trend apparently on Instagram. How adorable is that? I want that. I mean, I'm I'm telling you. That's what I'm going to do for our next live show. You do this for other women. You know this, right? You're not yes. doing it for me. Okay. But I'm going to have these hot candy cane eyes for, um... Can candy everybody cane lick eyes? my eyeballs? <laughs> yes. I love these. All right. Um, I, we, you have to put your serious hat on and really answer this and give some good advice, okay? Oh, wait, so what? This is from a listener who did not want to be identified, but she wrote to us and needed advice. You can always email us. You can leave a voice message. We are happy to weigh in and give you our two cents. You know, you may want to take it. You may not. 
Okay, from our listener. I've recently discovered I have anxiety. I come from a Hispanic culture. <laughs> sorry, I was joking. That was fucked up. That, that was so really messed wrong. up. That was so messed up. I'm sorry. I just, I just had to. I just saw. What is? And I'm the insensitive one in the show. Okay. <laughs> Let me go on. Uh, I come from a Hispanic culture, and mental health is not something that's really talked about. My dad cheated on my mom recently, and it really affected my mom and the way I saw her. It traumatized me. I never experienced hurt like that. I completely changed my, it completely changed my family, my thoughts, my whole life, even though my parents are still together and, quote, working things out. It's been a few months since this happened. I was seeing a counselor, and she was listening and giving me small strategies to help with my anxiety, like coloring and grounding, since I refused to take any medication for it. The therapy was working, but I wanted my counselor to reach out more and check in, which she didn't do. I almost feel that I have... that. I almost feel that if I were a counselor, I would want to reach out and help someone who just found out they were um, having anxiety and, of course, dealing with this family issue. Maybe suggest other support groups or different ways to cope. I'm 23 years old, and I know I'm an adult now, and I can find another counselor. But I'm already told, I've already told her my life story, and thinking of having to give all the details to someone else and relive that scares me. But I also think maybe she has clients that have bigger problems than mine. What are your thoughts? Because I here's my thing. You know I've been in therapy for many years, right? All kinds of therapy. Never actually heard about this, Sarah. Please, <laughs> and indulge me more. Kiss it. So a lot of times, you know, your therapist won't pursue you. You have to pursue them because it's kind of like, I mean, they will if you're in a crisis situation. So they're like the hot girl in high school? Well, no, you know, I'll be curious. I should email Robin this. But I think, because Robin's my mindful living and, and eating therapist, but... Most of the time, you have to reach out to them. And if you're like, hey, I'm in crisis mode, then they will call you. But you really have to initiate all the time. Otherwise, they feel like sometimes... I don't think therapists ever want to be looked at as like, you know, racking up your bill or, mm-hmm. only, you know, creating more issues. I believe you have to initiate. So I, my advice was twofold. One... I'm kind of reading between the lines here, and I wonder if you really like your therapist. If you're not really wild about your therapist, you really have to connect with somebody. So I would, as painful as it might be to relive the events that are currently happening Mm -hmm. in your family, I would reach out and look for another therapist. If you really like this therapist, I think you have to do the initiating. Because I'm sure this therapist is busy. Most of them book a month in advance. But even then, I was saying, maybe the therapist, I mean, I've heard of people just meeting with a therapist, and the therapist just stops... Connecting with them? Connecting with them just because they go, like, I have nothing to offer this person. Like, this well, person that could be, too. So maybe they should, like, look at themselves. Like, are they actually going in there and listening to what the therapist is saying? You know, following what the orders are? Because if you just go in there and you go, yeah, yeah, but I know, but. Uh, but I know, but. But I know, but. That's not going to help you at but all. But don't you think your counselor has enough boundary with you to then go, hey, I don't think it's working out? Maybe. I, see, that's to me the thing is like, I, but would I don't think. But maybe they just don't want to tell you that. Like, that's going to put you in a spiral. You know what I mean? If you're already depressed, I mean, I don't know. But my assumption is that if you're already depressed and then your therapist dumps you, that's probably going to make you more depressed. Like, it's not like a thing that they just want to, well, like, reach out and be like, oh, yeah. I wrote her back and I, I told her that. I'm like, you know, ask yourself if you really like the counselor. And two, I think you need to reach out and. You initiate and find out. Maybe the counselor, you're right. I think you had a good point. Maybe the counselor feels like, look, I can't help you anymore. Do you have to DTR it? Like, you'll walk and be like, I want you to be my counselor. 
And they go, well, I want you to be my patient. And then you guys like yes. kiss. Yes, when I was with Robin, because the very first session, she's like, okay, we'll try and, you know, this will be kind of a consultation, and we'll do a couple of, of um, therapy sessions. But, like, if you find I'm not the right fit, I'm not mm-hmm. offended at all, and vice versa. So the therapist can also fire you. I bet there's a lot of people listening whose therapist told them, I can't help you. Or, so it's literally like a relationship. Like, you're just, like, worried they're going to break up with you before you break up with them? No, you just look for the right fit. It is like a relationship in that you're dating. You're you're dating your therapist in the sense you have to find somebody that you really click with. Damn. What? Damn. I know. I can't wait for you to get into therapy. I can't. You're going to be a different person. And je pass. You're going to be softer. I can see it now. It's already beginning to happen therapy, as you as you get like your relationship going, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. So here, Sammy, as you get happy and as you get more stable in your life, you're going to love therapy. That makes no sense at all, Sarah. If because, anything, no, you and your significant other are going to realize things that come up that you probably have. You are out of your damn mind. Okay, <laughs> I am not going to sit there and go in. Okay, I am not. You're already I'm confrontational. Put, That's a sign. Yeah, I'm confrontational with you because I'm going to put my foot down on this one, saying that I will not ever, ever, ever go to couples therapy. Get into couples therapy. That's crazy. With someone that I'm not married to. Oh, okay? really? Okay, fine. You want to answer that? You want to? Be- that has been the best thing in my life ever. By the way, I'm going to have my therapist. Best on. thing in your life or his? Both. But Both of ours. I guarantee you that you would say that. Are you speaking for him right now? Yeah, I would say that for 100. percent so I believe we talked about this last week with Adam Ferreira, Sarah. See, Sarah, you don't let Dan actually speak. You say, yeah, it's the best thing ever for his life. It's the best thing for both of ours. Why? What's wrong with that? <laughs> well, look, you know what? You need to weigh in on this show. As you know, we've got a new phone line. What is it, Sammy? 207-613-6695. Thank you. Was that right? Yes, that was great. God, I should smoke more often. By the way, we have to thank everybody. We don't have a title yet. What's our video going to be called that we made yesterday? Because it was awesome. A segment in the show. I don't know. I don't know. The video. We created this amazing um, video of love. Uh-huh. I don't want to give it away yet, but so many of you guys, thank you for coming to DuPont Circle. We had great. Alicia came. She was amazing. Sit here. We have to thank you. We have to thank Joyce, who sent us some of her friends who came. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had this great. Um, oh my God. I loved the gentlemen's at the two gentlemen at the end that were so sweet. The, the, the sweethearts that were Americans and they were great. Well, we got to think of a good name for it because we do. the original name you had, Clinching for Hope, I just. People are going <laughs> to think it's about a butthole. <laughs> this is so, not like, I don't was. like clinching for hope. I just don't think is a good <laughs> so one. Full of crap. Anyway, look, we'll be back tomorrow. Email Wait, that's it. I don't know. Is it it? I never keep track of time. Yeah, Sarah, oh, you do this to me every time. damn week. Oh, no. Every damn week you go, hey, Sammy, oh, how no. was your weekend? We can't wait to talk about it. And then we get to the end of the show and you go, all right, that's it. <laughs> Finish it up. Not even talking. Sammy, whatever. Oh, do you have something else that happened to you? Sarah. What? Oh, you do have big news. Oh, God, you've got to remind me. Why don't you tell me Because you don't this? care. This is exactly what I'm talking about, okay? Uh, you have therapy, all right? I have this care. show, Sarah, okay? You need therapy multiple times a week. Uh, I need this show multiple times a week because my problem is, though, I gotta write it down. we do it three days a week, and I have four days off, right? And in four days, I get myself in a lot of damn trouble. Okay, tell me what's a going on. A lot of trouble. What happened? You weren't arrested this weekend. I was, I was so not in, Luckily, no jail time this weekend. Every day you're out of every day you're out of jail is a victory. No broken limbs. I you know. know, no diseases. But unfortunately, after a little bit of smoking, a little bit of drinking, <laughs> a little bit of hanging out with some people on Thursday after the podcast, yeah. um, I decided that I'm going to go on vacation during inauguration time. Okay. And I've decided that I'm going to Cuba. Really? 
And by saying I decided, I mean we bought tickets and we got our visas this and we paid for our Airbnb. Is amazing. So, I did not realize you can just go. How did this unfold? Because you did call me this weekend and uh, you said, "Oh, hey, it's all cool." But before we talk about it too much, you you have to be you have to go for one of the twelve reasons. They have twelve reasons you must be going there. Are you going for religious? I'm, yeah, I'm going for religious reasons. I'm going to go spread the the word of Islam. <laughs> no, Sarah. I would love to see. No. I would pay to see that. Uh, I, if anything, I'm going uh, to do like, you know professional research for because uh, snacklands. And we do chicharrones, and so we're trying to focus more on Latin flavors and stuff, so we're going down to do... Oh, my God. Chicharrones? Flavor chicharrones. Chicho- Pork rinds are called chicharrones. <laughs> All right. I got to go on this. I am really good at food experimentation. You are not, Sarah. Knowledge. You would be the worst person. No, I'm ready. You, you even say that... You say you say all the time that you're the pickiest eater ever, and then you go on and you go, well, I would love this. I'm down for food experimentation. <laughs> no, I'm ready to go for the chicharrones. Here's the only thing. I will say this, and I know that... I, I, this would be the only difficult part, I think, about traveling with you, is when I am in foreign lands, you know, I can't really eat things with eyeballs, and I, I don't like a lot of... Like, a lot of times they'll make soups and everything with the bones in them. That really turns me off. That's how I you make a soup, Sarah. That's where all the flavor comes from. Where the hell do you think the flavor comes from? So here's my question. Do you think in Cuba, I know I've seen, like, I love rice and beans. I love all that kind of stuff. But I just can't do the stews with the bones. I feel like you'll eat at the hotel a lot. You'll just go stay at a hotel and eat there. There's a good continental breakfast. You can have yourself an omelet anyway. I can't wait. I really want to go. Were you Were you thinking about, do you think I could go and we could? Um... Only if you don't be a pain in the ass because gonna, I'm going to party, Sarah. I, I It's a go. week. And I don't want to hear this, like, none of this waking up at, like, 7 a.m. to go do stuff. No, no, no. You wake up at 9.30 and you party till 2 in the morning every day. I'm ready for the chicharrone um, research, and I feel like too. You know, I I feel like I bring joy to people, so I you will be bring a- joy to people. <laughs> okay, very broad assumption. I can't wait to go with your pal, just because sometimes you need an ambassador of light and love, and I could be that for the chicharrones uh, research. Sarah, we're just pretty much going to eat and party, all right? But you got to find a, r- a real reason to get there. What are some of the other ones on the list? Uh, there's like religious for- reasons, education reasons, okay. um, political reasons. Okay. There is also like uh, family visits, person-to-person, like exchange programs. Awesome. Stuff does like meeting that. on Craigslist count? I mean, try it, Sarah. I don't know. Let's go to the <laughs> embassy and be like, hey, I just posted a Craigslist ad in Havana. Does that count as meeting somebody? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I love that. This is going to be amazing because one way or the other, whether I go and we podcast or not, you have to take so many pictures. You have to do, like, a whole rundown. This is really great. This is, like, the launch of something big for you. I'm going to blog this. Okay, yeah. That's I'm, I'm, I, you know, like, and also, I'm a Tunisian citizen. Okay, what's People that People forget that, that oh, no, Americans can't go to Cuba. Oh, got it. I'm a Tunisian citizen. I just go with my Tunisian passport. Sorry. Oh. Before well, people start. Because, no, because I know there's some, there's some bastards out there that are going to think this and try to get me in trouble. That's why. Because I know there's some people, like the people that make those emails about me. Oh, it's just one person that, yeah. that's got it out for well, you anyways, by email. So. But, yeah, look into it. I'm telling you. I guarantee you you could go there to do a – we could do, like, a not a podcast, but go there and, like, report on it. And I guarantee you could probably get a visa that way. Oh, my God. I'm so in. I'm so down. All right. Done. Do it. Come okay. on. Okay. Uh, look, as we said, we've got a new phone line. You can email us and be sure to follow us on social media. I'm under Hey Frage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E, almost every outlet, and the Sammy K on all the socials, Insta, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, the uh, Facebook, the book. Uh, Manana, love you. Spread the love. Eat my ass. <laughs>